0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Scots in Us. I'm Camilla Hellman and I'm excited to having you join us as we turn our thoughts to all things ghoulish, to witches' corners, goblins and haunting things that go with our celebration of Halloween, a wonderful historic time for Scotland where a lot of it all began. So let's begin with a conversation with the Abbotsford Trust head, Giles Ingram. Was going to take us into the world of Sir Walter Scott and Ghosts and Goblins.
1: Thank you, Camilla. I nearly went, ooh, spooky <laughs> to, to start that off. But Thank you. <laughs> I think first of all, we have to change many modern per- uh, perceptions of uh, where Halloween started and lay claim firmly for Scotland because the term Halloween has been used in Scotland for generations. And in ireland as well for that matter it goes back a very 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 long way robert burns wrote a poem called halloween um, in the late 18th, 18th century but it goes way way back so actually many people think that it goes back to celtic times and it's commonly believed that the celts would celebrate the end of harvest the end of summer the end of plenty um At the end of october um with a festival which then ultimately became and morphed into what we know as Halloween today, what they did was they were very much celebrating that turn of the season from plenty to to winter where food would be short and the cold would be setting in, which they associated really between life and death that 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 split between. Good and evil. So at that festival, they would light big bonfires in the villages. They'd have to extinguish your own fire in your cottage, and the big bonfire would ward off the evil spirits. You'd then take a bit of that bonfire and you'd use it to, to light your own lights. And ultimately, over the years, that turned into neeps, turnips, carving turnips, putting your candle in your turnips. And of course, now, um, I'm afraid it will become thoroughly Americanized, and more often you'll see pumpkins with your candle in it. Mind you, pumpkins are a lot easier to carve than <laughs> turrets.
0: So tell me um, how the bonfire of Guy Fawkes and everything else, on the, it all sort of comes together with this strange, spooky, devilish time, doesn't it?
1: I think we're we're always wonderful over the generations, aren't we, at morphing one generation's traditions with the next generation's new festivities and fun, aren't we? And that, that we, we're we doing that today. You can see that happening in our lifetime in Halloween, and the past has been no different. Um, so I suppose what we have at Halloween now is a mishmash of traditions from past times, past cultures around the world all coming together into something which allows us to really celebrate these other worlds and these other creatures.
0: But I think you've opened up a witchery, haven't you? You've put together a walk through Abbotsford that people can take to experience the spookiness that um, Sir Walter Scott loved and and reflected in so much of his work.
1: Walter Scott was fascinated by folklore and ancient beliefs. He, as a young lad, would be listening to people who, all around him, they, they thought that the other world was real. They thought that people actually were cursed, that evil, malevolent spirits walked the land, and good ones as well. He thought, he he was brought up in that culture where the difference between the real tangible world that we could touch and feel and the spirit world was was a thin veil that you could step across sometimes without even realizing it and actually if you ever pick up anything by walter scott you will find sometimes overtly sometimes not so overtly allusions to the spirit world whether it's devils it's witchcraft his very first piece of writing the lay of the last minstrel which is an epic historical poem has a magical malevolent dwarf which takes on the shape of a a human being and creates all sorts of mischief. And that story of Gilpin Horner, as he was called, was one which he heard recounted by a farmer around a fireplace and who who, who thoroughly believed it. They thought that this was true, that Gilpin Horner was a real malevolent spirit. So yes, Abbotsford is chock full of this history. we got wonderful materials to draw on and we're bringing it to life for people now
0: so this is a new a new project a new experience that people can have now um of the of the side of his work
1: yes what we wanted to do is find a way to draw out all of these interests of scott and these stories that he recounted and he retold and we wanted to be able to do it in a way which would be fun for every generation so children through to grandparents so earlier this year we opened a folklore sculpture trail and we've called it witch corner uh, because scott called his corner of the library uh, which contains the world's foremost collection of books on scottish witchcraft and wizardry he called that corner of his library Witch corner so perfect name we've created this in a lovely little bit of woodland near the house and there are 12 sculpture points, each of which tells one of those stories. So one of them, I, I, I love this one. Of course, we've got to have the witches in there, haven't we?
0: Mm-hmm. Did
1: you know that for many, many generations, and you'll still hear this sometimes around Scotland, but, um if you're going to pretend to be a witch, then you have to go around and you have to, as you curse someone, chant "Horsen Hattuck in the devil's name. You don't hear it quite so often anymore. But... Scott was was alive to these traditions. He wrote a book called Demonology and Witchcraft, which I'm modeling for you here, a modern reprint of it, which retold those stories, um, but also retold those stories and looked at them with very modern eyes, because of course, a history of witchcraft isn't always one to be celebrated. There were some dreadful things done to some very, very undeserving women uh in the name of witchcraft uh and scott was alive to all of that so what we're doing is we're telling these stories of folklore that um that people are perennially fascinated with but we're also telling our history our cultural history
0: so it um in these coming weeks um, when do? They, but people can go to the go for walks around the uh, the woodlands and the field and the gardens of Abbotsford at any time. But you're you're going to open it up for this very, for this experience over a few weeks.
1: So the trails there all year round. But what we're doing for Halloween? Well, of course, we're going to bring it to life. So okay. we're going to add more magical creatures. We're going to have talking trees, uh, as you do. <laughs> Um, We're going to bring those sculptural installations to life. The witch's cauldron will be magically emitting light and baubles and glass and all sorts of things will be coming from it and we're going to really bring it to life in a new way. So there's going to be sound, there's going to be lights um, and yes, you'll be able to walk, walk it and actually hear from beyond the veil as well as see it this time.
0: Well, I think Sir Walter will be approving of this because he he loved um, anything that was different and and had lots of sparkle. his entertaining everything was always larger than life from what you 've you 've told us
1: I like to think so too he He knew how to have fun and he knew how to capture people 's imagination and what we 're trying to do is capture some of that Scott spirit and entice people into a into another world at Halloween and uh, and the rest of the year with the trail, but uh, yeah, we 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 think that hopefully, certainly, younger children will will look at Walter Scott's stories with new eyes.
0: Well, I also stories. think that it'd be lovely over that period if we asked you to do some readings um, that maybe um, that because there are some wonderful passages that he that he wrote in certain books, didn't he?
1: There are uh, fantastic passages. Um, I'd love to read you about Gilpin Horner. I'd love to tell you about the elf arrow workshops, where they were making the elves, which were pretty evil looking creatures, wonderfully brought to life in cartoons by a celebrated cartoonist called Crookshank. Just in caves and hammer out, like blacksmiths, these arrows for the witches to shoot down on, on those poor people as they went past. The wizard, Michael Scott, who wrote books on alchemy in Italy, I uh, came back to Scotland, was buried with his books because they were considered to be too magical and too evil to be opened anymore. Um, buried at Melrose, according to Scott. Yeah, there are so many amazing stories to tell.
0: Well, why don't we when you are uh, because you're coming across the pond for a few days um, whilst you're here, because it will just be before Halloween. Why don't we sit down and maybe do a quick, um, you know, that you read some of these and we can insert them into how the Halloween spirit of Abbotsford.
1: That's a lovely idea. Would you like me to dress up as well?
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, how can we refuse? (laughs) (laughs) But thank you very much. It's been wonderful to chat with you today. And so for all that want to go and take a walk at Abbotsford and go to the witchery. Um, now's the time to plan it. Take care. See you soon, Giles.
1: Thank you, Camilla. Goodbye, everybody.
0: And so now, having visited with Giles at Abbotsford and discovered the Witch's Corner, let us find out a few other things that you could be enjoying during Halloween in Scotland. If you are in Edinburgh, we suggest you're in touch with Mercat Tours. They conduct wonderful walking tours throughout the year, but come Halloween, they go into the catacombs and caves of Edinburgh where you can discover all sorts of wonderful, ghoulish things as they dress the area and spook you. There are tours for adults and there are then those that are more designed for children. So they're all marked accordingly so that you won't upset the young ones too much. We then also would like to tell you about the Ballantine Bar Society Parade, which will be happening on October 31st at 7pm down at Holyrood Park. This is a wonderful Halloween experience. And we do suggest you find out more about it at the details below. And so thank you for joining us today as we delve deep into the ideas and thoughts of Halloween and all the history from Scotland around it. Join us the first and third Monday of the month for another episode of The Scots in Us. And follow us on all social media channels or visit our website, americanscottishfoundation.org. Until then. Yeah.